Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And this is episode 13, a very special episode of In the Movies. It's Tish's birthday! Yay! Birthday! Except it was actually a few days ago. (laughs) Yeah, but but that's okay. It's a birthday podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's episode where we talk about all Tish's favorite movies in the whole wide world. Well, it's very hard to choose. I know. I did. I said the same thing. We're going to talk about some of Tisha's favorite movies. (laughs) I chose ten good ones. The light is in my eyes, and it's really bugging me. Do we need to to turn off the light? (laughs) I can turn off the light. Is it this one? Yeah. Ah, Oh, better. Is that okay? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So behind the scenes, when the fuck we're setting the mood now. We've turned off the lights. I've got a candle on. (laughs) Let's get into it. Alrighty. Um, ready? Sure. Ready? Dig in. The first. I should say I tried to order them in order of um, like when I watched them in my life. Okay. So there's somewhat of a story of my life going on, perhaps. That's a smart idea. It's almost like you thought about it. It's almost like I over-prepare <laughs> for every podcast. <laughs> well, let's begin. First movie on Tish's list is Girl Interrupted. Uh, was made in 1999. Directed by James Mangold. Written by James Mangold, Lisa Loomer, Anna Hamilton Phelan. And it was based on the book by Susanna Kaysen. And it starred Winona Ryder, Angelina Jolie, and the since departed Brittany Murphy. Late Brittany Murphy. Is that the word you're looking for? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so this is my favorite movie for like a really long time. Like up until high school, if you asked me what my favorite movie was, this would have been the first one that came to mind. Because it was like the first movie that became like a favorite to me, I guess. I remember watching it. And I was, like, quite young, so I guess when it was, like, new on VHS, I, I know. I was, like, I'm pretty sure I saw on VHS the first yeah, time. Yeah, my friend and I rented it. <laughs> we were, like, probably too young to be watching this story about crazy people. Um, yeah. And then I watched it again when I was, like, 13 or 14, like, when I was getting into movies and, like, remembered how much I loved it. And then I was, like really interested in mental disorders and stuff for a long time. That's why we're friends. Because we're fucking crazy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this is like a whole like phase in my life of like mental disorders and stuff. If you don't know, I should have put like a little summary in this for you. It's, um, this is, this is Tish's crazy period. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, if you don't know Girl Interrupted, it's based on the memoir by Susanna Kaysen, who is in a women's mental institution for like 18 months in 1963, four. Yeah. And I've read the book too. The book's really good. It's very different because it's a memoir and this is like, they put stuff from that into one cohesive story. And, um, it's about her and like the crazy sociopath played by Angelina Jolie and just a whole range of crazies. It's a good movie. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on it? Um, I saw it around when it came out to 99. I would be like 11. I was probably like 12 or 13, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe mm. 11. I watched a lot of movies that were 
were too old for me. Yeah. My parents didn't really care. They were like, you know the difference between movie and reality. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I haven't seen it, though, since, like, a long time. Like, probably ten years. So, um, I watched it so much that I, I can't watch it anymore because, like, I haven't memorized. Yeah. Like, okay. I've ruined it for myself. Oh. Which sucks. But I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it every, every five years. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> That's enough. But, like, I remember really enjoying it. And I've watched it more than once. I just mm-hmm. haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know. And it's it was nice to see, like... A film again that's like stars women and it's like about women. Yeah, it's all women. Um, and like mental institutions are not like very nice places, especially in the especially 60s in the sixties. Slash, pretty much like a, before like the eighties, nineties. Maybe yeah. You know what I mean? They weren't it, great. Yeah. They had so. some crazy ideas of what treatment would be. Yeah. And Angelina Jolie's really good in that movie. Yeah, I think she won Golden I think she Globe won, yeah, she won something for she it. She is for amazing. Sure. Yeah. I always, like, related to Susanna, who, I mean, was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Yeah. Not everything was exactly the same, but, like, I related to her and, like, her relationship with Lisa, who was, like... I was, like, a fucking sociopath, literally, but also, like, outgoing and crazy and, like, would, like, run away and go on adventures and... Yeah. That kind of, like, as Susanna, like, looking at Lisa, like, oh, you're so amazing and doing all these things and, like, I wish I was more like you, but also, like, you terrify me. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I remember having, like, a friend like that when I was younger who was, like... You're older and cooler, but, like, you're fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) You are fucked up. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Girl Interrupted meant to me. was, that's like, cool. mental disorders and being interested in all that and crazy people. Ooh. Yeah. Moving forward. I guess we'll move on. Tish's life. <laughs> the next film on Tisha's list is 13, which was made in 2003, directed by Catherine Hardwick. Uh, it was written by Nikki Reed and Catherine Hardwick, and it starred Evan Rachel Wood, Nikki Reed, and Holly Hunter. So I saw this when it was new, because I think I remember, like, seeing the trailer and, like, being excited for it, and it was, like, one of the first movies I downloaded <laughs> when I Ooh. found out how to do that. Like Napster. <laughs> LimeWire, I think, LimeWire, probably, yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember the LimeWire days. Oh, uh, yeah. And, um... So yeah, this is the age of, like, 13, 14, high school, yeah. when I was, like, I figured out how to download movies, and I was, like, beginning my collection, so, like, those movies of that time are, like, in my head, because I watched them so many times, because I only had a few of them. Oh, yeah. Um, but this one was, like, also really important to me, because it was about a girl who was 13, which I was 13 or 14, and, like, the relationship that... One of their names. Tracy has with Evie. Evie's, like, the older, cooler girl. And Tracy is, like, young and naive and sweet and gets, like, corrupted by Evie. And, like, yeah, I had that relationship with a girl when I was actually, like, really young, which is good because I didn't actually do anything terrible like they do. Yeah. I was just a kid, like, getting into some trouble. Yeah. But I could, like, relate to that. And there's also, like, some heavy shit with, like, her cutting herself and stuff like that, which I also, like, related to, and Mm -hmm. I remember just, like, wanting all my friends to come over and watch it, because, like, 
was like, this movie's amazing. Like, you have to, like, watch it and have it in your life. Even though it was, like, kind of depressing. But it was also, like, super fun and crazy. I yeah, know. Yeah. Them running around, like, stealing and stuff. Have you seen it? I have seen it. I saw it, like, when it came out. 2004, I would have been in grade 10. So I was probably about, like, 14 or 15. Yeah. So, um... I remember renting it. I'm pretty sure this is right in my head because I remember renting it and I watched it with this girl named Diana Campbell. We were like friends in high school and we always aced projects when we worked on them together. That's just a side <laughs> note. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we rented it because I have very vivid memories. But like I don't know if it was like a, her birthday party and it was like a bunch of us or if it was just us. But I have a very Super vivid fun memory. fun movie to watch with all your friends <laughs> on your birthday. <laughs> I have a memory of us watching it in her living room. Um, and it, it was heavy, but I felt very similar to it. Like, it was so... It's a movie that, like, if, you're, if you've been a girl that age, you can relate to. Like, yeah. the cutting stuff with particularly some of my friends was incredibly relatable and uh, just... Even if you haven't been through exactly their stuff, it's you've been it's all emotionally similar place yeah. exactly, and it's like I never, uh, you know, did any any anything bad like what they did in the yeah, movie. Me neither. I was a pretty <laughs> good God. girl. I'm not gonna lie, but like we've all had people in our lives that were like, "Oh, I'm doing stuff that is not in my character because you're awesome and cool, and That's, I want to impress you and yeah. be like you and." Those influential, cool friends. Oh, yeah, for sure I did. And, like, wanting to grow up too fast when oh, you're that yeah. age. You just want to be, like, older yeah. and independent and sneak out and do stuff with boys. And oh, yeah. All that stuff. So, yeah, like, I couldn't relate to, like, their life. Their life was also so different because, like, Tracy's family, like, single mom who was a recovering alcoholic, like, mm-hmm. going to meetings with, like, this boyfriend that would come and go, and they were kind of poor. Yeah, that, there's none of That's that. That's not is my, my life. life. No. no. My parents are still together. <laughs> yeah. But, like I said, it's just teenage girl stuff. And, oh, like, yeah. It's all so, like, you feel it. I mean, even, even if I were to watch that movie now, I feel like I could go back to, like, the emotions of where I was in, like, high school, especially, like, grade yeah. 9, 10, when, like, you're... I mean, st- I was starting this big whole new world. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you'd just gotten used to dealing with, like, in my case, middle school. I'd just gotten mm-hmm. used to, like, I know everything now. I know the lay of the land. And then yeah. they're like, okay, here's high school. And you're like, holy fuck, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I moved. And all your friends go crazy. <laughs> yeah. I moved just before grade seven. Okay. So I was, like, starting fresh. Oh, wow. And then. That's a rough time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then going to high school, most few close friends that I had made in those two years were going to the other high school in town. Mm. So I was, like, alone again. <laughs> to, like, I knew some people, but not, like, my friends were there. So, mm-hmm. yes. Ooh, that's a crazy time for a girl. Or kids. Like, that's interesting, because I grew up in Barhaven, like, my whole life. Mm-hmm. My parents are still in the same house that, like, I grew up as a child, well, technically I'm still in my house, <laughs> um, grew up in as a child. And, uh, so, like, I made friends in elementary school, and we all went to middle school, and we all went to high school. My friends changed still. Mm-hmm. Like, my group of friends in elementary school, 
I barely talked to you by the time we got to high school because, like, I didn't know myself in elementary school. It was kind of like, oh, these are my friends. You're whatever. near me. You'll be my exactly. Best <laughs> yeah. And by the time you get to high school and you've kind of found different interests in different groups, and you're like, oh, the people that I was friends with when I was three and shared my cookie with, like, <laughs> they're not big theater nerds. <laughs> you know Imagine what I mean? That. We've gone different directions. I know. Now. So it's, but. I didn't have, like, the whole, like, oh, my God, like, I don't know anybody or anything. Or... Mm-hmm. But it was still terrifying. High school's terrifying. <laughs> I'm so but glad I we... never have to go back. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think, but if I did have to go back in some sort of weird, freaky movie scenario <laughs> and I had to go back to high school, I would be, like, okay, because I'm not super well, insecure and scared. Of course, but I just... It's, yeah. it's so weird that we put teenagers when you're like, that's the weirdest time in your life. Oh, yeah. And we put them all together and then, like, expect them to be, like, grown-ups, but then also tell them you can't do this because you're not a grown-up. And then it's like, do you have any idea what's going on in our heads right now? I know. And then it's like, it's like adults because by the time you get to, like, the other side of that, you forget what it's like to be a teenager. I do not forget. How well, then why do they... I don't I know. Don't, I don't know what adults are thinking. <laughs> like, when they, like, scold teenagers stuff, I'm like... I mean, I guess I'm old enough now that teenagers talk about stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. Teenagers. Like, they come in the For store. For sure. I'm like, oh, my Sometimes God. Sometimes when I hear people, like, teenagers, like, on their phones and stuff talking about, like, the most inane shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. But I used to be that person. Yeah. Like, that stuff seems annoying. But, like, the whole, like, feelings and everything's so intense and so real. And, like, because mm-hmm. everything's the first and everything's the end of the world. Like, I still remember what that feels like. Yeah. I just have perspective now. I had a lot of end of the world moments. (laughs) The world ended almost weekly for me. (laughs) Yes, And it's a good movie. (laughs) It is a very good movie. It also goes into like her mother's story a bit. I just remember that because there's a scene where she's what's her and her like boyfriend kind of and her like trying to raise this daughter I mean, it's still, like, all seen from Tracy's perspective, really, but mm-hmm. you see, like, from her perspective, like, her mom has her own shit going on, which, like, as someone, like, in Tracy's position, like, 13-year-old girl, thinking, like, parents have lives, <laughs> like... I know. It's shocking when you find that out. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like, her world is so different. Like, her home life is unstable, and mine was very, like, stable. Yeah, mine too. So that was the part that I was, like... I can't relate to you and like, um, Evie, the (laughs) bad one, um, she like lived with her aunt or something and it was very like no rules and like crazy. And I was like, I did have a friend who had, I had two actually, I'd say one that I was friends with since middle school and one kind of more high school, but I had two friends that I both found like one of them had parents still together and one had separated parents. They both had houses that were like, they could fucking do whatever they wanted. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I go home and it's like, I have a list. I was like, shit, I have to do around the house. Like, every week. And like, I don't get allowance for it. I just have to do it because I'm part of the household. Like, that was, you know what I mean? And like, stuff like that. And they were like, oh, whatever. And they could like, go out. And like, and I'm like, you know, my, my parents expect to know like, where I am and who I'm with and when I'll be home. Like, that's... (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And they, like, they didn't, they weren't really, like, bad kids or anything, but just, like, in terms of what they could get away with and, like, concept of, 
Yeah. But yeah, I never had that. No, no rules. Rules. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good Um, movie, though. Yeah. I also want to mention, it was written by Nikki Reed, who also played Evie, Mm -hmm. or co-written by Nikki Reed, and it was, like, based on her life. But she would have been, like, in Tracy's position. Yeah, she was playing, yeah, she was playing Evie, but she was writing it because she kind of been Tracy. Yeah. Which, Which also cool. really appealed to me when I was that age, and she was, like, not that much older than me, and she had, like, written this movie about her life, and I was just kind of getting into the film industry and, like, mm-hmm. independent movies and, like, learning all about it. So it was very, like, not only is it about t- girls my age, but, like, it was written by a girl my age. Yeah. They acted it well, too, Nikki Weed and Evan Rachel Wood. Mm-hmm. Like, they did a really good job of it. Yeah. It seemed... That was part of what's so relatable about it. Like, it's so... It feels really real. Yeah. These girls hanging out and just the way she, like, talks to her and, like, convinces her to, like, do stuff and all that. Yep. It's so, oh, it's so, wow. like, oh, my God, like, teen, yeah, 13. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. <laughs> uh, right. Onward. <laughs> Third on Tish's birthday movie list. <laughs> One of my favorites, so I'm excited that you put it on here. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind came out in 2004, directed by Michelle Gandry, written by Charlie Kaufman, and starring Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. I'm sure In the coolest movie of all time. <laughs> it's one of the best movies ever. Um, I'm sure everyone's like at least heard of this movie. Uh, I would think so. I think so. If you haven't seen it, it's about a couple who the most of the movie is he's getting his memory erased of her so he's actually going through his memories of her good and bad and he's kind of conscious through them so they're actually interacting and trying to like hide her and they're talking about the past relationship and all of this is kind of within the real world where this has already happened, happened. and she erased him first and yeah. <laughs> all this stuff it's a story told it's like a love story told like out of order and crazy and through memories and changing memories and it's really cool it's so (laughs) cool i remember the first time i saw it i was not paying attention totally (laughs) to it we can leave the why up (laughs) to the imagination because i was in high school um And I remember being like, what the fuck is this movie? Because if you don't pay attention and you're only watching, like, every so often, you're like, you have no idea what the fuck is happening. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't understand it, I don't like it, blah, blah, blah. And then I watched it a gazillion times since then. The most recent time I watched it was with my cousin when I was in Scotland. Yeah. Pretty sure. Anyway, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. So I think I watched this... Probably when it was pretty new, but again, like, must have been on DVD or downloaded or something. It's probably 2005, six. So I was, like, a teenager, still, like, really into movies, and this, like, blew my mind, and I think I, like, immediately bought the DVD, which has all the special features, which talks about, like, how they did all the special effects, which mm-hmm. is also really interesting, because most of them are practical. Like, they actually were Love practical going effects. through secret doors so that this camera could spin around, they'd appear in the other room. Or when he's kind of playing himself as a child, and the 
there's this weird table that has like a crazy yeah. perspective so it seems really small and then you run up to the other end and it's normal size and like uh the thing i always remember is when he's they're walking down the street together and then the memory starts kind of you know disintegrating so things go blurry and like everything behind him is blurry like she's yelling at him but you can't really see her and they actually just did that with a big plastic sheet, sheet. Yeah, behind so him. Cool. And I was like, that is so cool that they did do like green screen or something. And it makes it seem so real because they're really in the that's scene right. together. And like, it looks authentic. He's really there. And yeah. She, yeah. And it's just. I love practical it's full effects. full of stuff like that. I love practical effects. And it's all just like weird lighting and camera movements and just like cool, sneaky little things. It's inspiring in terms of filmmaking. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Michelle Gondry, like, in terms of me, like, as a young, like, I want to be a filmmaker, like, seeing how they did all the effects and stuff, and I was like, that's so cool. It's so, like, DIY and, like, hands-on and not, like, you don't need a big studio doing the CGI. It's like, you just need some, like, creativity and some, like, creative ideas and stuff, and create a crazy fucking world (laughs) the thing for me with this movie was the whole concept of like the out of orderness of Mm -hmm. it and telling a story so out of order Mm -hmm. I loved that yeah it's a movie that it's best viewed a couple times yeah you really on like the third viewing you're like I feel like I understand it in a much fuller way (laughs) yeah because there's understanding like kind of their relationship like in order someone after mm-hmm. you've seen it a couple times so it's more emotional because you understand and you know them better yeah you know what he's been through and what yeah, yeah. and also I lost my train of thought but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you watch it a couple times and then you just like because you know what's happening kind of like real time and what's happening in the memories you start to just relate to a different... Because it's not just their story. There's also the story of the guys wiping his memory and the company that does this. And, yeah. like, those people interacting. Which is interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so cool. You just have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you haven't seen this movie, actually, there's, like, no excuse for it. Oh, yeah. Of all of the ones on the list, it's probably the first one I'd recommend. Me too. I think this is, I think when I was making this list, I was like, half of them are movies that I'm like, I would recommend to everyone. Mm -hmm. And then half of them are just like, I just love this movie. Yeah. And this is definitely one that's like, I don't care who you are. Go fucking see this movie. You need to see this movie for (laughs) just for your life. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's amazing. It's, yeah. It's almost undescribable. Like, you just it, have to watch it. It's yeah. a hard movie to re- kind of, like, really explain. Yeah, you just have to assume that everyone, like, knows about it, at least. Yeah. And, like, the acting is amazing. Like, Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, amazing. serious role. And Kate Winslet being the kind of more colorful, crazy... Oh, and her hair changes color. Her hair color. changes color. <laughs> that also, I loved watching that when she has her red Really? Hair. You love that? Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> Yeah, every time I watch it and she like the parts where she has bright red hair, I'm like, oh, I miss my red hair. I always think of her hair as the blue that it is. Yeah, like blue, blue. Isn't it in the beginning? It's blue, I think and she's so, that yeah. orange sweater. Yeah, that too. That that's like when I think of her in the movie. That's the image I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I it's love so the good. scene. The very first scene is them meeting, 
after they've had their memories erased, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, so they don't know each other. And just see, it is a very, like, just kind of real time, like the scene just playing out there on, like, the subway together, mm-hmm. but they're not together, and she just keeps going over and talking to him and bothering him, and it's just, it's in contrast to the feeling of the rest of the movie, because it's just, like, real time, one, like, yeah. long scene, and the rest of the movie is kind of all over the place, but that's how you it really get breathes. to know them. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just remember so, her saying, talking about her hair or something, and she's like, I apply my personality in a paste. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to be nice, and he's like, oh, I doubt that. She's like, well, you don't know me, so you don't fucking know, do you? <laughs> she's like, crazy. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> yeah. That or, like, the scene when they're in the forest, and she has the red hair and, like, cute little t-shirt, and she's, like, up on the branch talking to him, like, wake yourself up! That's what I see when I think of this movie, too. I think you commented on this list of movies, how they're all, like, visual movies. Like, yeah, that's definitely a that's like, for well, me. <laughs> yeah, when I looked at, like, the list that I have chosen, I found that it was, like, like this monumental acting performance, or, like, this changed movies because this person invented a thing that does yeah. <laughs> something. And I found, I looked at yours, and I'm like, hers are, like, the most visually stunning films, like, of history. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, how I felt. I really felt that was, like, a common thread through through That's really movies. a big and reason I found that interesting. I love movies. I know, and you, you're much more, like, the with the visuals than I am, and I'm all about, like, acting and... <laughs> You know, that sort of stuff. So it's just, I just found it was interesting, like, that it was reflected in our lists, kind of, yeah. like, where we come, like, how we approach film. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's cool. All right, let's move on to another beautiful move movie. Move on. Next. The Butterfly Effect. Came out in 2004. Directed by, oh, I have to read that, Eric Bress and Jay Mc... Mackie? Mackie? Mackie. Gruber, <laughs> written by Eric Brest and Jay Mackey, which is how I'm going to go with it, Gruber, <laughs> starring Ashton Kutcher and Amy Smart. So, a lot of people don't like this movie, apparently. Okay. It's made fun of, like, from what I've heard. I think it's partly because it's Ashton Kutcher doing his first, like, serious movie. Yeah. People didn't take the movie seriously. And, like, I'm not going to defend it to the end of the earth like it's the best movie ever but I thought it blew my fucking mind when I saw it when I was like 16 and so like for people say it like sucks or whatever I'm like no you shut up <laughs> amazing <laughs> it's um quick summary uh like 20 year old guy in college finds that he can time travel but not physically just mentally travel back into his self mm-hmm. his own body when he's like 13 or 7 or whatever by reading his journals, and when he travels back, he's when he was younger, growing up, he had blackouts where he, periods where he didn't know what happened, and that's the time <laughs> that he's traveling back to these times, and he, and then it's kind of um, like a typical time travel movie where he travels back to like change things, and he gets it wrong, and he keeps going back, and he keeps getting it wrong to save his girlfriend or this girl that he mm-hmm. likes. And that's, that's kind of typical for time travel movies, so there's that. But I always thought the way that they handled the time travel is really unique. I'd never seen that, where he's not physically moving in, like, mm-hmm. a time machine, but he's just, like, mentally going back. And it's very linear, but it really makes sense that he's, like, going back from 20 to, like, 13, and then it fast-forwards to when he's 20 again. 
but it's not like, and he kind of remembers, but kind of doesn't when he wakes up at 20 and they start having brain problems. Cause he's done this like so many times his brain is full of like too many memories. <laughs> I just thought it was so cool. And like, dark and crazy and it's like five stories in one because he keeps changing things and just it literally like blew my fucking mind when I was like 16 I saw it like when it came out I think that's the first and last time I saw it <laughs> so I have seen the movie I didn't really I wasn't somebody who was like this is a terrible movie but I also wasn't like that I'm gonna watch this movie a lot I don't know. It didn't. It didn't have the effect on me that it had on you. I think okay. I was like, "Oh, that was kind of cool." It's really like fucked up um, too, because he goes back to yeah. when he's like a child, and his friend's dad is like doing like kitty porn with them or something, and then he goes back when he's thirteen and like they accidentally blow up a woman. Like it's fucked yeah. up shit, and. I don't know. It sounds, sounds weird to say, like, I love this stuff. It's, <laughs> but because just the way they made the movie, it was just really disturbing, but, like, powerful. And you're like, oh, my God, this is happening. And, like, because he, like, goes back, like, as an adult into, like, a kid's body. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this weird stuff is happening. And then he's, like, but he's, like, conscience. And it's... I should have given it to watch it again because the director's cut is even better. Is it? Well, I haven't seen it in a while. Hard. I'll just take home more movies of yours. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't seen it so long. I, I mean, I don't really remember it making... I remember the, like, the basis of the film. And it's a film that whether people like it or not has become like a cultural... Yeah, it's thing. referenced like people, a It's lot. referenced a lot, like the film, even. Well, also because it's named The, the Butterfly, Butterfly Effect, Effect which course. is indeed a thing. Yes. Um, which also, apart from just blowing my mind as a movie, it got me really interested in learning about chaos theory, and okay. The Butterfly Effect is sort of a way of describing that, mm-hmm. which is a butterfly's wing can flap its wings and create a typhoon across the world or something yeah. like that. Just saying, like, small changes can be big, big ramifications. And yeah. So, yeah, I went into another phase of, like, learning about, like, chaos theory and all this kind of cool stuff. It, so that was for sure, I think the name was part of it. But it definitely did, like, hit that cultural point. And I think part of it was, like, Ashton Kutcher, and he was so big at the time with that 70s show and mm-hmm. that sort of thing, too. Like, this was his first, was like, just kind of one of those movie. points. But, yeah, I don't remember having, like, a very, very strong opinion either way. But, I don't know, maybe it'd be different now if I saw the movie. It's been so long. You should watch it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I've also watched, like, the special features and, like, I I think I've watched it with the commentary and learning, because these two guys wrote and directed it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, again... The one that I can pronounce and the one I can't. Yeah. Um, (laughs) again, with the visuals, they, like, describe certain shades of of color that they use. I feel like there's a lot of blue in the movie. There's a lot of blue. Okay, and there's I remember also that. Red used as like an indicator of I forget what exactly now, but like the person or like the story, like mm-hmm. good and bad stuff happening. And there's a lot of like little hints to like other alternate universes and like man, I just I want to watch all these movies again, mm-hmm. talking about them. Yeah. I just think it's really cool, and for me. It was the first movie like that I'd seen, so it really, like, blew my mind and made me think about stuff and gave me 
like something cool and scientific to like lurk, look into and start learning about. Just like girl interrupted got me into mental disorders. This is like <laughs> chaos. Theory. I do the same thing though too. And yeah, I get really like, oh, I'm only gonna look at this for like the next three months. I'm gonna do nothing but read about this. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of movies do that for me too. They like. I get, like, really into something. Yeah, if they hit the right note for me, I'm like, oh my god, must consume all information. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. So I do love special life. features. I'm a big special oh, yeah. features person. And commentaries. Mm-hmm. Some of them aren't good. Some of them you start listening to and you're like, I'm never getting all the way through this. I'm gonna kill yeah. myself. <laughs> but, and you have to, like, really have seen the movie many times before you yeah. watch it with the commentary. I always, when I watch a commentary, I always watch the movie and, like, watch the commentary, like, the next day. Yeah. Because then it's really fresh. Yeah, because you don't want to be trying to follow the movie no. with the commentary no. of the way. Like, if I haven't seen the movie in, like, you know, like, three years, I'm not just going to be like, oh, I watch it with commentary. Like, no, it has to be, like, pretty immediate. Yeah. You have to be a super big movie geek to watch commentary no. anyway. Well, but we are super yeah. big movie geeks. I'm just saying, like, some people just like to watch movies and it's a like, story. And I it's... know. My mom, she's like, I like, she looks at me sometimes, she's like, you know, I like to just watch movies to, like, be entertained. Yeah. And I'm like, but if you look at the way that he uses this shot, he always focuses on this one. And she's like, I don't care. Yeah. For me too, it's like. Just having a story is nice, but, like, learning how they did it or why they did it, and it's... I guess for some people who aren't interested in that, it kind of ruins Ruins the magic of movies, but if you're interested in that, like, I'm interested in making movies, like, I want to know how everything is done, and, like, for me, it helps the story, because I I can watch it and, like, think about this is a story, but also, like, oh, I see this shot now, how they did it, or, like, I, I see why they changed this line that she says, or... I know. I'm the same way. I love it. Yeah. For me, yeah. it enhances I'm gonna go home and watch movie. commentary on everything. <laughs> <laughs> next. Right. Is that next? Next on Tish's Fabulous List is... <laughs> Mirror Mask came out in 2005, directed by Dave McKean, written by Neil Gaiman, and starring Stephanie Leonidas. Oh, that's a big name. <laughs> Jason Barry, Rob Brydon, Gina McKee, and Stephen Fry. I just watched this like yes, yesterday. Did you love it? <laughs> um, you, I don't know if love would be the word. The visually, it was like amazing. Yes. I mean, it was bizarre, but yes. like in an amazing, amazing <laughs> way. And I don't think anyone could ever watch this movie and be like, that was not one of the most be- visually stunning films I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I liked it a lot. Love might be a little strong. Okay. Like, like <laughs> I, just lo- I liked it everything. a lot. <laughs> okay. Quick- I watch it again. Not tomorrow, but eventually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quick summary. It's a sort of Alice in Wonderland, Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. type of story where she goes into this magical world where people from her real life are playing characters in that life and it reflects what's going on in her life. And it reflects it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she goes on a, an adventure to find something so that she can get back. And so the story in that way is very fairy tale. Yeah. That's not super unique, but. It's just, it looks so cool. Like, it starts out, even in the real world, looks amazing. It's amazing, amazing because yeah. Because she lived, her parents are in the circus. Yeah. So that looks amazing. And then she goes into this world 
where everyone wears a mask. It's not just like they have crazy faces, like they wear masks. Yeah. Like their faces like their are faces masks. are masks. They know that. Yeah, and they're not oh and they're aware of that. They're yeah, not yeah. like yeah. They think she's weird because she doesn't have a mask. Yeah. And the mirror mask is a mask that lets someone travel between the worlds mm-hmm. and her sort of counterpart in this world has used the mask to like switch places with her. So she's like wreaking havoc in the real world and I don't want to give it away, but, like, it's just so cool. It's just, like, a fun adventure. I always think it's so funny, because the guy she goes around, her, like, companion for her adventure is a guy called Valentine. Yeah. Which I also love that name. And he's, I just think he's so funny. I love him. He's my favorite. He's my favorite character. It's so clever and funny. Like, so many lines from that that I love. Um... And yeah, it just looks fucking amazing. It is. It's beautiful. Well, it's Jim Henson, right? Had, Jim Henson Company, yeah. yeah. So, there's not a lot of, like, puppets, if that's what you're No, thinking. it's not. It's, it's pretty much all... It's not like the Muppets. No. are like, oh, we're it's, Muppets um, wearing masks. It's, it's more very, just drawing. Like, just Google image search it, and you'll just see, like, the idea. Like, yeah. and if you know um, Dave McKean's illustration work, like, he kind of designed the whole world. Mm-hmm. It's his drawing. And if you know Neil Gaiman... Well, of course, yeah. You'll love his stories and stuff. So, was, those two together... I guess I just didn't really know what to expect. I still almost haven't processed it fully, I feel like. Yeah, it is... It was a... It's a lot. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. And, yeah, so gorgeous. Amazing. The costumes and, like, the world. Most of it is... CGI, like I didn't know if I liked her. Really? Yeah, I think that's my biggest issue. Huh. I don't know. Something about her rubbed me the wrong way. Like I don't know if it was like her. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna come back to you. Anyway, I really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always love like fairy tale kind of stories, and this is like that. And just to watch. And the music is really cool, too. Yeah. Jazzy. And, yeah, it's yeah. like that, like, bass. Um, yeah, it's just, it looks so amazing. Like, there's practical stuff, like props and stuff, and then there's also just, like, this crazy world around them that looks very hand-drawn, because it is kind of based on yeah. her drawings or something. And it's all very, like, golden and kind of dark. Beautiful. <laughs> it is all of those things. I just I love concur. it. And it's so funny. Like, it's fun. It it's is. Fun it's movie. For sure it is. Well, and I had no issue watching it. I wasn't... It's not a movie where I was like, am I going to get through this? Mm-hmm. Like, I sat down, I put it on, and I was like, oh, it's over. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. It's well-paced. Yeah. It's good. I think it's really good. It's good. Good movie. Yeah. That's it. I enjoyed watching it for the first time. Good. <laughs> Shall we move on? Mm-hmm. Next is Lost and Delirious. You obviously didn't watch that one. Came out in 2001. I have not seen this. Okay. Directed by Leah Poole, written by Judith Thompson and Susan Swan, who wrote the novel. And it stars Piper Paraboot, Jessica Perret, and Misha Barton. Well, I know those names. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I watched this as, like, a teenager. I know nothing like, about this. Okay. I have not seen it. I have not... I don't even know if I've heard of it. It's really crazy and amazing. So, 
It's about a girl, all girls boarding school. Okay. And Sounds Misha awful. Barton is the new girl, and she's they nickname her Mouse, so that tells you what her character is okay, like, kind gotcha. of. That gives you an idea. And she gets put in a room with these two girls, mm-hmm. who she finds out are actually a couple together, mm. but it's secret. Okay, well, yeah, because you don't want right? to get kicked out of your boarding school. Right, right, proper kind of place. Okay. Um, and then the story really kicks off. It's told from the Misha Barton mouse, her Character. perspective, kind of viewing their relationship. Um, but it's about these two girls and their relationship. And they kind of get caught by the younger sister. Mm. And so, I'm going to forget their names. Polly and Tori. Uh, Tori, um, she gets caught by her little sister. So she denies it and, like, breaks up with Polly and starts dating a guy. And kind of just, like, stops even being friends with her to really, like, oh, now that we've been caught, I care about what everyone thinks. And Polly kind of goes off the deep end and she finds a hawk or something in the forest and takes it in, starts taking care of it, and becomes, like, this really <laughs> intense person and, like, goes crazy. And there's so many scenes where, like, the reading, you'll like this because it's Shakespeare's, is it Macbeth? And she reads the part of, like, Lady Macbeth, like, really intensely. And Ouch, damn spot! <laughs> it's when she says, take my milk for gall. Okay. That I always remember that line because <sighs> she, then she goes on, like, explains it. Anyway, she goes really intense while Tori is, like, trying to, like, distance herself from that. Even though it's like, duh, you're in love. Just be together. Um, anyway, Tor- uh, Polly kind of goes off the deep end. Mm-hmm. It's a really... Uh, like intense, emotional, like it's te- that teenage girl world, but it's also like this crazy love story. And like, there's enough of seeing them together before they break up to understand that they're like really in love and perfect together. Even though, I mean, they're young, so yeah. they're not going to last forever, probably. But for what it was, it was, you know, they were together. Hmm. And I just thought it was like really interesting love story cool and it's really yeah the ending goes a bit nuts but yeah Paul I'll have to like, into it yeah I should give you a copy of it and there's a scene that's really good I'm gonna quote it but I'm not gonna do it as intensely <laughs> as she does but um Mouse as Mouse has kind of sided with Polly during all this the intense one mm-hmm. um and she says something like she calls her a lesbian or something. And she's like, lesbian? You think I'm a lesbian? She's like, you're a girl in love with a girl, aren't you? She's like, no, I'm Polly in love with Tori. Mm. And then she kind of goes on. I was like, I I like how she, like, she got, like, she says it really, like, crazy and intensely. But I'm like, yeah, she's like, fuck labels. Don't call me a lesbian. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a love person with this person. in love with this person. And she's in love with me. It happens to be a woman, but it's more important than it's yeah. this woman. It's not, you know... Yeah. yeah, and I just remember, because I saw this, like, as a teenager, and... <laughs> really defines your idea of, like... <laughs> yeah, like, for someone who, from a small town with, like, no diversity or anything, and no, like, same-sex what relationships to see, and we don't get to see that in media a lot, this was probably, like, my first, like, lesbian relationship movie, and I just love that she... I mean, she was fucking nuts, but she <laughs> explained it like that. Like, yeah. don't fucking label it like this. Like, you're calling me a lesbian. Like, I'm a thing. That's the thing. Like, you know, like, we're just in love with each other. I was like, oh, yes, you are. But you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, so yeah, that's the kind of movie that I wouldn't recommend to everyone, but just <laughs> but <anyone>. me, <laughs> I recommend it to you because I know you like good movies. I, if you want to, yeah, it's just it's about a relationship and I guess sort of unrequited love because she breaks it off and kind of this fucked up situation they're in, like living together. But and she's. I don't know. And it's sad, because it's not like this girl suddenly, like, oh, I was just messing around. Like, she was in love with her, and then decided, I can't anymore. I'm going to go date this guy. Just because I should. And that's also, like, a really sad story. And then the little mouse caught in the middle of these two girls trying to be both their friends. Cool. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. Next, We're still in the high school years, I think. It's okay, we're getting. This might be like, I might have been like twenty, maybe I'm been older when we get into these movies. <laughs> Next on the list is Spirited Away. Came out in two thousand one. Oh, Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah, that's who you know Direction wrote and directed Hayao Miyazaki and starring Devay Chase. Really? DeVay? Yeah. Not Davey? No, DeVay. DeVay. (laughs) I have seen this more than once. Several times. I love this film. Okay. Yeah. This is... (laughs) I could have included, like, all of Miyazaki movies, because I watched them all and I love them all, but this is the first one I saw Mm -hmm. and watched, like, several times before I got into... the first one I feel, like, really broke in North America, Yeah, that's why I was aware of it. Mm -hmm. Like, a friend rented it once and I saw it, and I'd never seen, like, any sort of anime, so it looked really weird. (laughs) And I eventually watched it on my own. And then, eventually, got into, like, all his movies, and they're amazing. But, um, yeah, I really like this one. Again, the kind of fairy tale theme, it's the same kind of, she goes into another world where it's kind of reflective of her world. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a while. I don't know how I to describe it. I haven't watched it in a while either. Um, I did see it several times, like, in university and stuff, mm-hmm. though. And I think in high school we watched it, like, once or twice. It's beautiful. Like, visually, it's stunning. Yeah, Miyazaki movies, they all look similar. Like, similar animation style. I remember the pigs. Yeah, her parents were turned into pigs. Yeah. I think that's kind of what starts it, maybe? And yeah, that's, like, right at the beginning of the... Fish in a bathhouse for spirits. Yes, because they moved or... They, they just moved to a new house. It's typical of Miyazaki movies. Young girl, like, moved to a new place and then finds out there's, like, some crazy creatures or yeah. something going on. So in this one, she kind of steps into this, like, spirit world. It's a bathhouse for spirits, and mm-hmm. she... Uh, her parents ate the food and got turned into pigs, and now she's, like, working off their debt or something. Yeah, I always <laughs> thought that that was, like, you know, talking about, like, the consumerism of, like, the, you know... Yeah, they saw, like, free food and ate it, and then and they turned stuff. into pigs. Yeah. Yeah, so she's, like, working in the bathhouse, and she makes a friend, and there's a crazy old witch, and... <sighs> adorable little soot things? Is that in this movie? <laughs> um... I think so. Yeah. I feel like... Yeah, that's a um, I'm trying to think of something It's hard. Specific. I haven't watched this one in a while, but I've watched other Miyazaki movies, so I'm getting it's all, all getting... confused, because they are all very similar, but I don't mean that in, like, a bad way, like, you should only watch one, <laughs> because and no, they're each just very interesting. Shit, the guy with all the arms... 
Yeah, there's like a frog kind of thing that keeps eating everything. Yeah, um... She goes on a train I was thinking the guy, though. This guy. guy. With all the arms. This guy. Oh, yeah. That's where the soot things are, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. wor- he's working... Because he's in, like, the boiler room yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a guy with a lot of arms in the boiler room yeah. and cute little soot thingies. And you've probably seen, even if you haven't seen the movie... Uh, I think they call a no face. The spirit, it's just like a black cloak and this white mask with like black lines on it. It's, I, it still really creeps me out because <laughs> it's just silent in the movie and like follows her around for a while and you don't know if it's a good spirit or a bad spirit or what's going on or it was bad then it calmed down. It's something really weird. I remember seeing a picture of like someone dressed up as that oh. on the internet and Possibly on a bike. (laughs) But I was like, if that thing followed me around, I would shit my pants. That's so creeped out. Yes. Yeah. It's a really creepy spirit. Yeah, because, like, it's not even, like, it's kind of, like, translucent. At different times, I think it's opaque sometimes, because it's a spirit. Sometimes they're see-through, sometimes they're not. Yeah. Anyway, it's a really cool story, even if I can't remember all the details to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, but it is, it's pretty much, yeah, the girl, there's a witch that's kind of rules Mm -hmm. the bathhouse or whatever. Yeah. The bathhouse is like the congregation meeting place for all the spirits. Yeah. Like a spa or something. Yeah, and she has to kind of figure out how to get her and her parents out of the spirit Mm -hmm. world. She makes a friend who's a boy, but also a dragon. Yeah. Who works for the, anyway. It's an example, like, Miyazaki, again, does this a lot. It's a little girl, and she makes friends with a little boy, but there's no love story, which is refreshing. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) There's no... Not every little girl falls in love with a little boy. Yeah. She's just... And, like, he's just her... In the sort of typical story, fairy tale story, he's her, like, companion that she picks up to help her, but she finishes the story by herself. Mm -hmm. She's the hero. Anyway, Miyazaki, recommend. <laughs> yeah. And Spirit Away, it's like, it's pretty, um, like, accessible. You have to start with it's one. Like, it's, it's an accessible film with. for, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Because anime, as you say, like, it was the first anime you'd seen. Mm-hmm. It was the first anime, I think, that a as, of, like, a seen. lot of people had seen. But it's, it's, it's good. And don't listen to the dubbed version. If you can subtitle it, it's a lot. Really? I've never watched any of them subtitled. Really? Oh, I always watch the dub. I never watch dub things. I don't remember who told me that. Oh, because I was just going to say, it is Japanese, but, like, they've all been made into, like, American release with... Yeah. Someone. I don't know. Someone told me never to watch the dubbed. I think it was my cousin that lives in Europe. I don't know. I, watch I don't movie. know if it's true. I watch movies <laughs> with subtitles. Like, I have no problem with that. But for animation, where you can get it dubbed, I would rather do that so I'm not reading... Instead of watching. So you can watch the pictures. Yeah. And I've never thought that it was, like, badly dubbed or anything. I don't know. That might be weird. Now I don't know now. (laughs) I'm sure some of them, like, I have them available, like, copies of them. Like, I could switch it to Japanese with English subtitles. But I don't know. Next. Next on the list... A film called The Fall came out in 2006, directed by... Tarsum Tar- Singh. Okay, it is Tarsum. Tarsum Singh, written by Tarsum Singh, Dan Gilroy, and Nico Sultanakis. Is that close? Sure. Stars, <laughs> stars Lee Pace. Did you watch um, this one? I've not seen this one. I wish you had. It's 
beautiful. I haven't seen it. Lee Pace to me will forever be pushing daisies. Yeah. <laughs> he's not like that at all in this movie. No, I know, but, but that's, still that's forever going to be... Oh, yeah, like, he's forever the, the pie maker. <laughs> of course. Okay, The Fall, it's kind of mm. two stories. So it takes place in, like, the 30s. Cool. I like um, the 30s. In a hospital. Oh. So Lee Pace is in the <laughs> hospital because he's kind of, like, uh, paralyzed because he's a stuntman. That's not good. He's heartbroken that his girlfriend left him for another actor guy or something. He's gotten in this accident, so he's very depressed. And he sort of makes friends with this young Spanish girl who has a broken arm. And she comes to visit him, and he decides to tell her a story. And that's what most of the movie is, this story that he's telling. And it's so goddamn beautiful. It takes place, like, kind of all over the world, like, the ocean, somewhere tropical, and, like, a desert and these beautiful like temples and it's just like the most beautiful places in the world like that's where his story (laughs) takes place and it's kind of again like a parallel story where he's kind of describing himself and then these other like men with him and kind of reflects the story of like the woman and the other man and that kind of thing and he's actually telling this little girl the story to like kind of befriend her so she'll like go get him morphine so he can kill himself like it's a very sad story but it's also like a really beautiful story like they're and their scenes together are amazing because you can tell they're not completely scripted and she really didn't speak english that well mm. so you can really tell that they're just like really speaking Working and he's like and trying, trying to communicate yeah and... like it makes it really authentic and it's really beautiful story like him being so depressed and like his story and then also like visually beautiful and it's <sighs> I just when I found it I just like loved it so much and then like a few years later I actually got an HD TV and watched it again I was like oh my god how have I been watching it on like my <laughs> shitty little TV I was like fell in love with it all over again it's so beautiful cool the cinematography and the story and it's like this beautiful tragedy I love a good tragedy. It's so lovely and, like, so sad sometimes, but also just... Yeah. Speaking of visual movies, like, really... That one? That one's up there. But this is not one where I, like, just like the visuals. Like, there are a lot of movies that I cut out of this list because I was like, do you really love this movie, Tish? No, it's not that good, but you just like it because it's pretty. Pretty. This is, like, beautiful to watch. And it's also, like... (laughs) this really amazing story that will like suck you in and you'll just you'll be crying Ugh. cool it's amazing i'll have to watch that one yeah i'll give that to you too <laughs> i'm gonna just watch everything i haven't seen on your list okay good <laughs> okay um yeah i don't know what else to say about that okay i think in the story of my life we're into like my early 20s now <laughs> yeah like, so i haven't known that movie that long at but... school or like mm. Film school? No. Film school is only 18. This is okay. probably like three or four years ago. But yeah. Cool. There's a lot more. More of these movies are like my teenage years because that's when I was really discovering movies. And yeah. Like well, and that's when me. they like stick with you. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I get that. Next on the list. 
Under the Tuscan Sun came out in 2003, directed by Audrey Wells, written by Audrey Wells and Frances Mays, who also wrote the book. And it stars Diane Lane and Sandra Oh. I have seen this movie a gazillion times. I own it. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's become my, like, kind of feel-good movie to put on. It's beautiful Tuscany. It's, like, a nice story of her, like taking back her life after her divorce and, like, moving to Tuscany and, like, fixing up her house and this sort of her friend's house. story as well. I know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll live there. <laughs> visual movie, I'm like, yes, I just want to go to Italy. I'll put on Under the Tuscan mm-hmm. Sun and just live in Italy for a couple hours. Yeah, it's, I don't know, the, the friendship in it between her and Sandra Oh and, like, yeah. you know, what they're kind of willing to do for each other. Yeah, it's not in a lot of the movie, but you still it's get that It's important, though. Feeling. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just her... I always remember when she's writing the postcard for that guy. Yeah. And she says, like, you can taste the purple. That line <laughs> has, like, affected my entire life. Really? I don't know. I'm like, I wish I could, like, say beautiful things yeah. like that. But I, I'm just not that person, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's mm. really, um, it's narrated sometimes. Yeah. So, and, like, sh- the character is a writer, so the narrations are very, like, beautiful descriptions yeah. of the world. Yeah, poetic, so, for sure. Yeah, and, yeah. It's just, for it's me, just, it's a fun it movie to put on. It's really, it's light, it's pretty, it's easy to yeah. watch. It's not, like, a rom-com where it's... That's no. not the main... There is, like, an affair, kind of, like, a love yeah, affair. but that's not the main... But it's not about that. It's about it's a, herself. Yeah, I was like, it's about her discovering herself, again, for the, you know, for yeah. kind of, like, the first time, or the at least the first time in a long time. Yeah, because it starts with her getting, kind of going through a divorce. bad divorce, yeah. and kind of, on a fluke, goes on this trip, and just decides to buy a freaking house, because she decides she has nothing to go back <laughs> to, and... Yeah. yeah. I got the book because mm-hmm. I love this story so much, and it's nothing like the movie. Better or worse? It's, for me, it was worse because it wasn't the kind of story that mm-hmm. I wanted. It's, um, like, for one thing, she's not single. It's not her first trip to Italy. Um, That's, it, like, <laughs> that changes everything yeah. right there. It's Those about two facts. Fix, is like, it's oh, about fixing up the house. Oh, but Who it's not cares it's like an amazing personal story. <laughs> okay. So like good job to the screenwriter yeah. who made this into like took this idea from good the job, book Audrey. and turned it into <laughs> this story of this woman like finding herself. And yeah, the book it took me a while to get through cuz they're talking about like specifics of the house and I was like I don't know what this word means. I can't picture <laughs> the house. I don't know what's going on. And there's like recipes and stuff I'm like I don't like cooking. I don't. Oh yeah. But there still is, like, it's. it was kind of fun to read about them, like, going into town and what it's like to live even part-time yeah. in Italy. It does have That's a cool. love story in it um, between Pavel and, uh, what's her name? The girl there. The yeah, Polish boy yeah. and the girl. I forget what her name is. Uh, if, like, you it's need a- it, but, like... It's it's nice to have a love story kind of be like a secondary thing. Yeah, and it's they're mm. young and it's kind yeah. of a cute love story to just see them. And like the main character is part of it more by like kind of a mothery figure yeah. than like a you know. And I mean she has her own thing, but I don't know. Yeah, I like it. So cute. There's a lot of good stuff in there. There's it's yeah. It's one of those movies like I can always put it on and know like 
I'll enjoy it, mm-hmm. and, like, it's going to be easy to watch, and, mm-hmm. like, the time will just... Yeah, nothing's too emotional or dramatic. No. It's not like one of the movies I sit down and I'm like, this changed cinema. But it's just a, it's a great watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Italy. I love putting on a movie that takes place in Italy. Well, who doesn't? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just like a nice story without being too romantic or too dramatic or too kind of makes it sound like it's boring. I know, but it's not. It's not at all. It's just a little bit of everything to kind of make you feel nice yeah (laughs) (laughs) like she goes to italy and she doesn't really want to go but she ends up having a good time and she makes friends and kind of creates her own little family there and i always love movies about like families Mm -hmm. that actually like each other friends (laughs) making your own family family, yeah Yeah. it has a happy ending so it's all good all good good times (laughs) (laughs) Last but not least on the list, Sucker Punch came out in 2011, directed by Zack Snyder, written by Zack Snyder and Steve Shibuya, starring Emily Browning, Jenna Malone, Abby Cornish, Vanessa Hudgens, and Jamie Chung. I love this movie. I was so excited about it. Like, a year before it came out, when, like, it was announced and the artwork started coming out, I was so pumped. It looked so cool. And I went to it in theaters, and I loved it, and I just, I still love it. I put it, it's another movie that I put on to, like, get in a certain mood or when I'm in a certain mood, like, because it's so badass. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel, like, super badass. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put in Sucker Punch and then go conquer the world. I just watched it. I borrowed Tish's. Tish actually ha- Tish actually like owns a physical copy of this movie. Yeah, That's I don't have a lot it. of actual DVDs, but I got this one. Um, and I borrowed it, and I watched it for the first time like last week. I really enjoyed it. I love the visuals of it. I am angry throughout the movie, though. Like, yes. I was telling Tish like I have like an innate innate sense of like justice inside me, and when things are not just and people are not being treated correctly i get like like almost like almost like heartburn <laughs> like it like really upsets really me physically react yeah i do um and uh so that's the that's there yeah. <laughs> in this movie <laughs> from the very start but um you're really because it's like such a fantasy world it's easy to just kind of i got over that yeah it's, I just think it it's is. so it's, cool. It's cool. It's it's five badass chicks. Yeah. I have Jenna Malone issues, which go, like, a long way back. Mm-hmm. I just don't I like her. Okay. I don't have a good reason. <laughs> There's no reason. People ask me, that. and I'm like, she's been in really good movies, and she's been, like, I guess good in them. I just really don't like her. But, um, actually, this movie was, I don't know, I guess because it's, like, an ensemble, so she's not, like, you mm-hmm. know, the main person. Yeah. But yeah, I have weird Jenna Malone uh, shoes. Yeah, this is another one that I love, but like got kind of bad critique. Like no one really liked it. Whatever. But I'm like, People I don't are care. stupid. But like, I kind of understand because it is a bit confusing all over the place. Well, it's like worlds within worlds. Yeah. Okay, but so is, I didn't find it that confusing. I feel okay, like if good. you stick <laughs> with the movie and you go to the end, it explains everything I know, for the ending you. is great. The I end love explains the ending. everything. Yeah. As if you watch the ending, the movie's not confusing. So I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not... And I love that the ending, because I don't want to say it and yeah, spoil it, because I want it, people yeah. to watch this, but, like, you do not expect that that's going to be the resolution to no. this. No. No, for sure. But it's, like, it's amazing. <sighs> yeah. I, I really enjoy it. No, you don't, because it's... It takes kind of that twist there, like, you know... With about 20 minutes left, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But, but, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which I, and I enjoy that. But, like, personally, people talking about, like, it's confusing. I don't mind being confused while I watch a movie. If it's something that, like, I'm confused because I don't, you're confused because you don't know where the story's going, almost. You're not confused because, like, I Yeah, know. I think. I don't like it when a movie finishes and I sit there and I'm like. Wait, what? That didn't make any sense. Yeah, there's confusing, like, literal, like, plot holes and, like... Yeah. Things missing, like, a bad but movie. This, this is, is just, just... You have to go with it's it. It's complicated, but... Yeah, and then when you go with it, you get rewarded in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, if you haven't seen it, what we're talking about confusing is that it starts in, let's say, the real world. Yeah. Okay. Um, she accidentally shoots her sister... And it ends up going to this mental institution. But then she switches it kind of to cope with this. She turns it into a sort of whorehouse. Yeah. Where the girls... Not sort of. It's a whorehouse. It's a whorehouse. (laughs) But it's also about them dancing. Dancing. So I want to say it's almost like a burlesque show kind of place. But it is also a literal whorehouse. While Um, they dance, they get bit on so that they can be whores or whatever. Something along those lines. I don't know. (laughs) That's how I imagined it working. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... That's really the kind of become sort of the real world, and then the other yes. worlds are then, when she, baby doll, they all have kind of code names. Yeah. When she dances again to like res- escape this horrible reality she's in, um, she goes into this like fantasy world. Yeah, and then there's a couple different there's versions like different, of those. Yeah. yeah, which again is like you get to go anywhere and like do these mm-hmm. crazy things like one's like world war ii but it's a very like steampunk yeah and anachronistic kind of well, world yeah war they II. even say that they made the they figured out how to get the germans back to the front lines using steam. clockworks and yeah steam. it's literal steampunk. and i was like it's literal steampunk that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what i thought i was like very literal okay yeah but it's like these three different worlds and then she kind of comes out of the dance and she's back into this mm-hmm. and they're trying to escape and that's what she's distracting them with her dance so yeah. like it's because worlds when within she dances, worlds. It transfixes people. Yeah. But yeah. I just I love that she's sort of escaping her reality with these different worlds, mm-hmm. and but and yet she's using it to help actually mm-hmm. escape this horrible place she's in. Yeah, it's she's not really just going cool. insane and escaping to like her mental place, <laughs> um, and like the parallels between, like she dances and goes into like these other worlds but like all her friends are with her and they're capturing an item that they need which correlates to a real life item that they need to get out of there so it's really cool it's yeah it's really cool and they all have super cool outfits i know super badass kicking ass five girls kicking ass that's what it is it really is probably why people didn't like it (sighs) yeah i don't know it's like, and also, the, I think people make fun of it, like, it has cheesy lines in it sometimes. Who like, cares? the old man who, like, guides them has these weird, like, cheesy cliches to say to them before they go on their mission. But, like, I don't know. It works. I don't know. I love it. 
But my favorite line, which, like, they used in the trailer and stuff a lot, so I, like, loved it before I even saw it, was, like, when she first kind of decides that she's going to escape and she's in this other world and he's being her guide or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he says, you have all the weapons you need. Now fight. I love that. Yeah, that's kind of the tagline for the movie, yeah. too. Yeah. They use it, like, yeah. in all the trailers and I think it's at the end of the movie, too. Yes. It kind of repeats at yeah. the end. It's, I, yeah, I love it because the whole thing can Very be kind empowering. of a metaphor, exactly, for yeah. women, like, to escape the bad situations or in her, like, fight against the patriarchy and, like, it is kind of literal like that. Sometimes. It is. The men are in sure. charge and they're yeah. whores um, and they're yeah. fighting back and it's kind of, they're finding, like, literal items that they need to escape, but it's also that line can just be metaphorical, like... You have everything you need inside of you. You can mm-hmm. fight against whatever whatever you, comes your way. You have. Yeah, because yeah. you're a woman and you're badass. Yeah, woo, badass women. Yes. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Good. Yay. Ends on a high note. This, badass women. <laughs> this brings us to the conclusion of Tish's. Ten movie movie birthday movie lists. <laughs> My ten movie birthday movie lists. Yeah, that list. That list. Um, yeah, so movies. those are movies that kind of have influenced me in my life and that I want to recommend to people and that I just love. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I also want to mention... A couple years ago, for my 23rd birthday, on my blog, I did this thing where I picked a movie from every year that I've been alive that I liked to, like, kind of tell my life in movies. Obviously, like, the early ones I was not watching when I was that age. No. Like, Adam's Family, I think, was 1991. Um, I wasn't watching that when I was one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it was kind of a cool thing to do, to pick movies. Some years are very difficult to pick just one. But um, I'll link that. To uh, on my blog and the link to this thing and the blog and the thing you know you know mm-hmm. how it goes links um, so yeah if you want to see more movies some of these movies are on there L- movies of my life my life in movies <laughs> <laughs> the Tish story <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much it's like somebody would make like a movie of your life and it would just be a girl watching different movies yeah it would just be like <laughs> references or parodies yeah. of all the movies. Because, like, literally, I pick up things from movies, like, even small things, like, like, something a girl wears, or something she does, or, like, you know, like, words and phrases, mm-hmm. and, like I said, I get interested in things that goes on in the movies, like, my life was literally, like, influenced from, by movies significantly, since I was, like, 13, started really collecting movies, watching a lot yeah. of movies. I was about the same age for me. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have a lot as a kid. We weren't like a, we didn't have like all the Disney. We movies had a or lot anything. of family movies. Like movies were always big in the family. So we're gonna go see a movie tomorrow. Yeah, Ooh. another advanced screening. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yep. Um, good. So you can always email us your favorite movies. Yeah. Maybe we'll watch them and do a podcast about them. <laughs> Fan favorite. <laughs> Yay, fan favorite. <laughs> so you can email us at in the movies podcast at gmail.com, which I now officially have memorized. <laughs> Guys, only took like six months. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, there's always more stuff on the blog. 
um, I guess links to all these movies so you can check them out. Obviously, I recommend all of them. Yes. And yeah. So thanks for listening. Have a good week. Bye. Happy birthday. Yay.